Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mouth of the Time podcast. I'm Jordan Cronin and as always I'm joined by Miles Stoffer to chat all things Newcastle United. Miles, um, how are you doing on this fine Friday um, afternoon? I'll put the A on the end of, of how there um, for, for obvious reasons. Very good Jordan. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to the game tomorrow. Uh, we've had a big build up for it. A lot's happened since the last game. Um, I think we're all looking forward to a first look at hopefully uh, uh, an improved team um, against Brentford. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, a lot a lot has happened over the last few weeks. Um, Eddie Howe came in and, and has had two weeks to work with the players. Um, a lot of good noises coming from the from the uh, training ground in terms of um, what Howe's expected of players, etc. And there seems to be a sort of real buzz around the place. Um, obviously, that buzz can quickly drop if they, if they were to go and lose against Brentford tomorrow, but um, we'll get on to that later. Um, but for now, we'll just, we'll just address um, Eddie Howe's appointment Briefly, um, say before we jump into the, the Brentford game. Uh, Miles, you, you spoke to him last week and you spoke to him this morning as well ahead of ahead of that Brentford game. Just what have you made of, of Eddie Howe so far and, and what do you make of his appointment as, as Newcastle head coach? Firstly, I think it's a good appointment. Um, I think everyone's got behind the appointment. Um, look, I think there was a lot of disappointment when Emery didn't, didn't uh, chose not to come. Um, but that, that, that quickly kind of dissipated, really, when, when Eddie Howe arrived, he spoke. Um, but that said, I think you could, you could have appointed Emery, you could have appointed Conte, even Benitez, if, if he'd been available. There's, there are no guarantees at this club. It's, a, it's in a very difficult position, um, whether it's Howe or whoever else. No manager could walk in here and, uh, and, and the fan base could be certain they're going to turn things around because there's a lot of work needs to be done. And it was... Certainly last week's uh, press conference at St. James's, um, it was refreshing to kind of hear his short-term focus. He, so, you know, he is so much so focused on the short-term, the, the immediate goals, which is staying out of the Premier League and arresting this, you know, this run of form, this run of form without a win. Um, and, he, and, and another thing that stood out for me again today and, and last week, he, he spoke with a real clarity. Um, nothing's been muddled. He's had... He's answered everything, um, and he's answered everything pretty clearly. And he's, he's had a he's had a clear message. And I can only imagine on the training training pitch with the players and his dealings with the players in his office. There's that same clarity, um, which can only be a be a, a good thing. We dealings with the, the media's dealings with Steve Bruce weren't weren't great for for a lot of the time. You know, people have seen the press conferences that you know in recent months. Um, the message from him was muddled at times. Um, what, what we've had so far is clarity, and it's just a case of what we see on the pitch and how far, uh, well, how how quickly um, he can impl implement his ideas. He's talked about putting, you know, seeing the, the, the kind of basic fundamentals tomorrow. You know, he's having to steadily uh, get over his ideas and implement how he wants to play. Um, you know, we're expecting to see more front foot style. Um, but it, it's been refreshing, certainly what, what he's heard. But of course, he's not going to be judged on press press conferences ultimately. It's going to be judged on results on the pitch, um, and we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But there's certainly an opportunity ahead of that tough run of games in December to get some points, and, and that's that's what it's all about at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. Just just my thoughts on on Eddie Howe. I, I think it's a good appointment as well. Um, I think there was a few supporters sort of disappointed in the sense that I wasn't. A big name. It was a minority, but there was a few comments saying, you know, it should have been a big name, it should have been a memory. Um, but I think you've got to look at where 
Newcastle on the table, table opening, you know, um, you're not going to attract elite managers as such at the moment when, you know, you're, you're bottom of the, sorry, 19 from the Premier League, joint bottom, um, five points adrift um, from safety. So Eddie Howe comes in, I think he ticks all the boxes, um, say speaks, speaks really well as a very thorough manager, um, sort of a modern day manager, um, looks at every single aspect of the of the football club, the playing squad, um, etc. So say a bit of a contrast from Steve Bruce. I think Steve Bruce is more sort of an old school manager, where as Eddie Howe is your typical modern day manager. Um, but that said, um, you know, I, I think there's pressure on for him to, to get results quickly. Um, you've mentioned the games there, Miles, that are coming up. They've obviously got Brentford tomorrow, which for me already is a must win. You've got Arsenal away when Newcastle don't tend to go, go and do anything down there. But again, in the context where the season planned out so far, 11 games without a win, you'd like to hope they can potentially go and get something down there. They need to, they need to go and gather a few shock uh, victories, if you like, or you know pick up a point there. And then and then after the Arsenal game, you've, you've got a big week where you've got Norwich City at, at home on the Tuesday night and then Burnley at home on the, I think it's a Saturday. So um, with Eddie Howe, I think his style of play, which I'll, we'll come on to a bit later, is, is going to take time. Um, but unfortunately, Eddie Howe does, does not have time at the minute for me. Um, there's pressure on really quickly um, to get results. And, and he knows that as well. He, he, you know, you mentioned there before, Miles, about the, the, you speak about the short term. And it's pointless looking ahead to the, the long term. You know, they can talk, look, look at long term plans. But if Newcastle on the Premier League club next year, then all the long term plans, you know, goes back to up two or three years because you're, you're fighting to get out of the championship and rebuild them then. So um, there's a lot of emphasis on the short term. And I say Eddie Howe is, has got experience of fighting down the bottom of the Premier League. Um, People look at his time at Bournemouth in terms of, you know, they did end up getting relegated in the end, but I think it would be harsh to sort of completely pick out um, a season, a uh, one bad season where, he, where he's, you know, he's underperformed and, and got relegated. Um, obviously, what he's done at Bournemouth was an unbelievable job, so I'd like to focus on what he'd done there over the over his time there, taking them from League, League 2 to Premier League. Um, so on that, yeah, I think, I think he deserves the opportunity and, Hopefully Newcastle can sort of rep the benefits from from his appointment, and you can uh, prove a few doubters doubters wrong. Um, one, well, actually, what going back, what, one thing you touched on there, you spoke of being a a, a, a modern manager or a, or a you know a new school manager, and one thing you said said last week, you know, well, it was important. He's had more than a year out of the game, but he hasn't been sat at home. He's been out uh, out at different clubs here and abroad, uh, trying to learn from you know some 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 big names, some coaches he respects. Well, he also said last week he he digitised his kind of his uh, his training sessions, and uh, that was interesting. Can I touch on that again today? Because he's had this two weeks. That, so his appointment's fallen in the international break, which is kind of ideal in terms of getting a bit more work with the players of course there's internationals who are, who've been away um but i think that he's going to lean on those who weren't away for for his team um against brentford um but it's not as if he's come in and, and he's having to hastily arrange training sessions work out where what he's doing he one thing that struck me today in his press conference he said i've been planning for this for a long time he's he's spent months preparing training schedules, preparing sessions, preparing, you know, the way he's going to work at his next job. Uh, and that kind of, that kind of impressed me, you know, it, it's, we can, you know, 
digitizing training plans might be a bit bit nerdy, but it means he's come in from day one. He's known exactly what he's doing. His staff know what he's doing, what they're doing, and and what they're going to work on over the coming days and weeks. So I kind of like that organization, that, uh, again, clarity, that vision, um, and the work he's done over the past year or two uh, when he's been out of work, um, hopefully will we'll stand the team in good stead. Yeah, I, I, I agree completely with that. And it, and it was refreshing to hear as well during his interview um, process, you know, that he, he did offer specifics on how Newcastle United could improve. So he'd done his homework before he even got the job, which... I know it tends to sort of be a general manager thing, um, but I, I just think it's really refreshing that he's done it. He's clearly went into depth, um, and he and I think it helps as well that he has got um, three of his former Bournemouth players there. Um, so he, he already has that insight, I think, and I think Eddie Howe said it himself, but having them three players in the dress room will, will help him to sort of stamp down his authority as quickly as possible or um, his methods. And I suppose one of his, one of his methods that will... Well, that he will be looking to stand down very, very quickly as his his style of play. He's openly said he wants to come out and play on the the front foot. That's how he likes to to set up his teams. Um, but can he do it with this group of players from the very off? I said before, does does Eddie Howe need time for you, Miles? Um, previous manager Steve Bruce had, had said, I think at one stage that the players had preferred playing the back five. Back, back five, obviously, that came from um, the Rafa Benitez days in terms of how well drilled the word defensively. So. To go from sort of that mentality to trying to play on the on the front foot is is, is quite the jump um, in the early weeks of Eddie Howe's reign. Do, do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think so. And let's not forget, Steve Bruce was always trying to transition away from what he saw as um, you know Rafa Benitez's defensive counter-attacking style of play. He he wanted a four at the back. He wanted two up front. And time and again, he had to transition back to something more resembling what we saw under Rafa, which incidentally I don't think was a especially defensive formation uh, against the team, you know, the teams at the level at, at this club's level, but it certainly obviously was against the, the, the better teams because he, again, we go back to that short blanket analogy, you know, he, he had a short blanket and, and, and so does Eddie Howe. He probably doesn't have the, the players to play exactly the game he wants to play. Um, so it's going to be a transition. Let's hope he has more success than Steve Bruce. He wants to get on the front foot. But uh, you saw you know, Steve Bruce's last game against Tottenham. They were wide open. Uh, and I, I don't blame Graham Jones for reverting to a, to a back five and making them harder to beat in his two games in charge. Uh, that was important. He had to do it. Um, you, you think back to that Tottenham game and how easily they, they broke through. Um, you simply can't play like that and, and, and get points in this this division. Um, so from day one, he's, again, yeah, that short blanket, that balancing act, you, you want to get on the front, but uh, but uh, you can't leave yourself exposed. And uh, it'll be interesting. He was asked about his style of play. He wasn't given much away aside from the kind of general comments we had about, you know, getting on the front foot and, and you know, making, the, making the supporters kind of proud and giving them, you know, the kind of brand of football they'd expect. Um, so we don't know the specifics. We'll we'll find a little bit more when the team sheet's handed in and we'll find uh, hopefully a, a lot more um, come kickoff time at St. James's Park. Uh, that first team sheet, I think, will be particularly revealing. Um, in terms of personnel, I think there's been a lot of noise from some fans about, you know, we've seen... We've seen the, the end of John Joe Shelby. He's, he won't like the running that Howe expects his players to 
to play. I, I think we will probably transition to a more pressing game uh, as opposed to a, the kind of low block we've seen uh, at times. Um, but Shelby, it, it, it was quite surprising how I was asked, well, has any player surprised you in training? And he said, well, I, I knew how good John Joe Shelby was from you know playing against him, managing against him. But actually, he's he's even better than I than I than I thought, having seen him in training, and um, and he suggested he's going to have a major role. So, those fans who thought this would be the beginning of the end for Shelby, I think uh, you know they may be disappointed. And uh, Shelby, who I spoke to, you know, just after the takeover, and, and and he was you know he's got eighteen months left in his contract, and he's looking to stay here even longer uh, in the in, in the longer term. He's He's certainly got uh, a future here under Hal. Yeah, just briefly on the on the style of play, um, we were talking before, Mel. I, I think I think with Eddie Howe, he he prefers to play a four four two or a four four one one. But he has played a five at the back before in his career. He, he'd done it at Bournemouth, I think, during during the season. I got relegated potentially prior to that as well. So um, although he might have a preference, you know, he might come in and, and see fit in your castle where you go as well. Actually, we don't have the players to do a, a 4 4 2. I haven't drilled enough sort of uh, my, my style of playing them yet. So I will stick to a back five and we'll, we'll try and build from that way. So um, it could be an open book for how it, you know, he has played four at the back in the past, but it's, it's, not, a, it's not a given. Um, as you say, we'll, we'll see um, come Brentford on, on Saturday afternoon what, what lineup he does go with and what formation he does go with. And yeah, the, the John Joe Shelby one was, was interesting. Um, He's, he's Shelby as a player I know has got quality but has always sort of been criticised by fans for that um, lack of running even though Shelby would argue differently um, so I, I don't know maybe maybe, it, maybe it's a fresh start for well, it is a fresh start for, for all the players um, and away, sort of away from Shelby I suppose the big the big one for me in, in terms of a fresh start and a player that really needs to, to get his act together at Newcastle is Ryan Fraser Um I think he he addressed his relationship with Ryan Fraser last week and said that the what what happened before was behind him in terms of um, he refused to sign a contract extension at Bournemouth. Obviously, he left on a free transfer, joined Newcastle, and then Bournemouth were relegated. Um, for you, Miles, is is Fraser just sort of one of many players that um, will get a fresh or need a fresh opportunity? Obviously, he's sort of the main one. I'm I'm talking the likes of sort of Jamal Lewis and maybe even Dwight Gale and Jeff Henning as well, who might might benefit from from Howe's arrival. But Fraser, the main one. I th- I think so. You know, I think uh, no one questioned the signing when he when he came to the club. Um, he's he's he's. There's been a few things going on with Fraser, and certainly certainly one of the issues, which is we kind of predicted that at the time he went six months without playing any football because of that decision not to sign a an extension for Project Restart. Um, and that really came back to haunt him. Okay, on the one hand, he, he stayed injury-free. He got his move here, um, which, you know, on the surface is a great, was a great move for him. It was a step up for him. But the flip side is he's, he's had no end of injuries since then. Of course, he's, you know, he's quicker players like him are going to get, be more susceptible to certain, you know, hamstrings, muscle injuries. So that, that certainly hasn't helped him. And he, and he hasn't delivered a great deal. There's no getting away from that. And I've spoke to, I spoke to him when he joined. He's very honest, and I'm sure he he would admit that himself. He hasn't been anywhere near the player um, we all thought uh, the club had signed. The the other issue is where's is he going to play? 
I don't think he's, he's he's never nailed down a position here. He's been shuffled around. He's probably not played in kind of his his favoured wide, wide positions um, consistently. Um, he's had players in front of him who've, who've who've performed better than him. He's so he's been spent a lot of time on the bench. So there's been a few going things going on with him, but he's if Eddie Howe can get him back to being the player we we all saw at Bournemouth, you know, with you know, with who took people on with his pace, you know, linked up with Callum Wilson, which is again the the big dynamic we're, we're all kind of hopeful for. Um, Callum, Callum Wilson should thrive on the kind of service he can deliver, but you know, can he? Can he stay fit? Can he can he fit into the team? Where does he fit into the team? These are all questions I'm sure um, Howe's been kind of uh, uh, wrestling with, uh, you know, in recent weeks. Yeah, yeah, it would be good to see Ryan Fraser up and running. Um, he's really sort of you know, been been brutally been brutally honest, been poor since he arrived on Tyne side. Only a free transfer move, but when he joined, there was a lot of excitement around his arrival, um, and he just hasn't. Hasn't nailed down a, a, a starting spot at all. Um, I do sympathise him, sympathise with him in a, in a sense that um, at times, and I think it counts for a lot of Newcastle players as well in terms of Miguel Almiron, um, a lot of square peg and, and round holes. Um, Miguel Almiron, the player that he was under Benitez, sort of the the, the difference between driving Newcastle from defence to attack. Um, as I think as a wide player and in that front three with. Uh, Rondon and Perez um, has become really a shadow of that player. Um, we've seen when he when he became a false nine under Bruce, and that was sort of his best run under, under Steve Bruce. But I think was then... you've, you've, hit, you've, hit, you've hit the nail on the head with Almiron. In that first half season at the club on, under Rafa Benitez, what he did was just carry the team into the opposition half. He, he drove them upfield, got them on the front foot. They were playing a counter-attacking game, and, and he was the one who drove them up um, the pitch. And we, and he. We, we haven't seen him kind of have that kind of role and we haven't seen him do that. He he's been all too often kind of bogged down and, and chasing shallows. Um, so he's another one. Um, hopefully uh, we'll see more from in, in, in the opposition half. Yeah, and, and that's, the, that's the thing with Newcastle. I, I think on, on paper, they've actually got a, a decent squad. Um, it's certainly not a squad that I think should be bottom of the, the Premier League. That they've, they've, got the, they've got the problems at the back. Um, I think you know, it wouldn't be unfair to say how they have got an agent defence now. Um, Federico Fernandez, I think, 32, 33. Kieran Clark's in his 30s now. Um, Jamal Lascelles is obviously the performances this season have certainly dropped. Um, but the, the attack, um, you know, they've, they've, they've got some really good players in the attack. Callum Wilson gets your goals out and St. Maxwell when all about. And then if you can get the likes of Miga Armoron and Ryan Fraser firing, then there, there is goals in that team. Um, so hopefully, I know. Hopefully, how can you know get the best out of them attacking players and in, in, uh, in the next few weeks? Because as I say, the goals haven't really been an issue this season. But um, you know, when, when you suppose your attackers are doing well, um, it, it relieves the pressure on the defence as such. Um, and the midfield on that is a is a is a big big been a big problem in recent weeks. Um, the midfield has, has really been sort of non-existent. Um, lacked a lot of energy. Um, and legs, I, thought, I don't know if because of Joe Willock's step in form that that's become a real issue because Joe Willock last season was was the man that was sort of the difference between um, getting from attack to defence and making those late runs in the box off a lot of energy in midfield, but obviously we, we haven't seen that season. So um, say there's potential in Newcastle squad, it's so if he's Eddie Howe can, can get the best uh, out of them and, and that starts with Brentford on, on Saturday. Miles, Brentford on Saturday then... Um, 
prediction i'll push you for a prediction if if you can give one unless you want to sit on the fence <laughs> yeah I, I, well I, I don't like tempting fate but um i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go for a home win at the 12th time of asking or a win at the 12th time of asking uh i'll go i'll go two one yeah and one well before I go into prediction, I suppose one thing that hasn't been talked about before this game is uh, is Ivan Tony's return to to Newcastle. Um, I've got a feeling he might get on the score sheet, um, but I'm with you, Miles. I, I just think there's a lot of this. It, it feels like there's been a lot of momentum around the club for the last couple of weeks, and and, and when when how arrived. So um, I'm confident they've got enough momentum to to get a result on Saturday, and I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for a 2 1 as well. Actually, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Um, so, yeah, they, they certainly need the certainly need three points because we've mentioned the fixtures that are coming up. Um, so, they can get off to a nice good start, gives them a good boost that gets, gets the fans going as well. Um, and hopefully, say, momentum that has been started from how's appointment could carry into future weeks in Newcastle and get themselves out of out of danger. But, um, yeah, big, big task ahead for Eddie Howe. I'm sure you'll agree, Miles. Yeah, it's a big task, but uh, I, th- I think just that first win is going to make a, a big difference. You know, kind of on and off the pitch in terms of confidence, the you know, the mood around the place. Um, it, you know, it's all good. Everything's going to start with one, you know, a win, a result, and uh, if they get that tomorrow, then um, then great. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in again. Uh, much appreciated listening to into us. Um, this has been the Mouth of the Time podcast. You can catch this podcast on Spotify. Um, and all the usual other outlets as well. Thanks again, everyone, and cheers, Miles, for, for joining. Me.